it's Tuesday, 6.03. I'm with OJ and Weston. We've just had a legendary week in music. And unlike the famous Oscar Wilde saying, when you pray, actually, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, anyways, we're going to start off. Weston, was this the album of the year by Kid Cudi? No. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go ahead. What is? It was not. Detroit 2 by Big Sean is. I don't know how I feel about that. Detroit 2 by Big Sean is the best album I've heard since Kanye dropped. Yay. Front to back. Wow. Immaculate. Oh, my gosh. I, I did not like that album at all. Um, but I know a lot of people did. It did do well in album sales. OJ, how did you feel about Man on the Moon? Did you think it was album of the year? Do you think it's album of the year worthy? Did you like it better than Detroit? It's better than Detroit um, in terms of album of the year. I think it's a little too soon, but I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a little too soon. does tender. tell me. What no, else I'm saying you? I've only listened to it a handful of times. You know, okay, albums sure. like this age like fine wine, and I think it will get better as you listen. But uh, it's it's damn good. It's really good. He really there's not a ton of misses on this album, if there's any, to say the least. And I think we're gonna get into the meat here because that's what we do at the Heat Check. We really get our hands dirty. Oh yeah. So yeah, baby. When you call this Man on the Moon three, the chosen, this has to be a different type of level of, you know, not just a good kid cutty album. It has to be, you know, one of the best in his discography. And I think he did that. Um, I definitely like it better than two. Where does this lie for you guys out of the three? OJ, why don't you start with us? Um, I think the first is the best, but, you know, the fact that he did title it Man on the Moon 3 and, you know, it's officially a trilogy now and it put a lot of pressure on him. Um, I think he delivered. I think it's second best because it's very hard to beat the original in anything, yeah. movies, albums, whatever the case is. And it's still early. Like I said, I've only listened to a couple of times, but he, he definitely delivered and uh, he, he lived up to the name. Well, how did you feel about it? Uh, I think it's the third best man on the moon. A lot of hot takes coming from Wayo today. Jeez. I, the first man on the moon is the greatest album of all time, in my opinion. And oh my goodness. He, listening to it, I think they're all different in terms of one is not, he didn't do the same thing he did in two that he did in one. And he didn't do the same thing in three as he did in the first two. So I feel like from that sense, it kind of fits it, but it, it, it's a great album, but I don't, it, sometimes when I listen to it, I don't think it's a man on the moon. So I want to, I want to talk about that for a second. So this is one, and this is one of the things I actually love about the album. It's this new sound. It's psychedelic mixed with trap music, you know, and he's also on drill beats in a few of these songs. Like I really like, what's the song called? Show Off with the Pop Smoke and Skepta song. Yeah. Like, I think that's an absolute banger you could have when you're playing basketball at the gym or, you know, whatever the case is. Like, I didn't think I could hear Cuddy doing that type of beat. He was rapping really well. His lyrics are pretty good. I, I mean, I think this is a really new sound for him. And I think he combined it with his old sound. Obviously, like on a song like The Boy, that's like just a classic Cuddy song that could have been on any three. But I think a lot of these new ones, um, like She Knows This, I think, I think that, you know, is a new sound for Cuddy. And I think, I also, just to say, um, I like this album a lot better than Passion Pain and Demon Slain, as well as Raging Bull, uh, Raging Bullet to Heaven, which was probably one of the worst albums. Oof. That's um, so bad. So our friend, our friend Fantano over on YouTube gave this album a slight, or a, I think he said what? A mid to hard seven. What That's pretty good for him. Rating? 
what do you think of that rating? And would you uh, would you go with that, or would you change it? I think Santino's strict, but seven is good for him. Go ahead. I think seven was fair. Maybe eight. I think, what do you think? I think it's a solid eight. Solid eight. I think it's a solid eight. Okay, so let's talk about the tracks now. So my personal favorite track was "Loving Me" with Phoebe Bridgers. Um, I Phoebe, I didn't even know who that. Like I had heard of her name, but like she really killed it on that. Also, like I said, I love show, um, show off. She knows this. Not a fan of dive. I really like damage. Sad people is great. Um, the void. So there were, I'll say this. I didn't love the Lord I Know closer. Um, it was fine. It wasn't bad. And then for the kids, I love the fire. I have made fire uh, at the end with the Todd Hank sample. That was great. But um, other than that, with those, I didn't think it ended necessarily well. It wasn't bad, but it just, you know, I thought it got up to a little bit of a, slow ending but i also like tequila shots and um, another day weston what were some of the highlights for you on this um i think my favorite track is sad people which comes right in the middle and i think that the second half is better than the first half because in the second half we get more to the old cutty sound i think with the first eight tracks starting with starting with the intro and then tequila shots going through show out it's more if he's working on the trap sound he's trying to do something new and in the back eight, he sounds like old Cuddy. So I like that back better. But I also agree that the last two tracks were the best. And if he ended it with something like The Void or Sad People, it would have been definitely better. But those are Sad People, Loving Me, I Love, um, Tequila Shots, and Solo Dolo 3. Solo Dolo 3 was also really good. Um, it was interesting because he ends The Void with, like, thank you for listening. So it would have been better than, I mean, the till me continued was fine but um he could have done that at the end of the void oj what were some of the highlights for you um i do like tequila shots the way he started off the album it's really good i did like dive um it was more like a fast-paced uh good hook on it um let's see i liked sad people like weston said the void of course um i did like 40 kids actually it was it was like a tribute to you know everyone that he's an inspiration to saying like that he he saved a lot of lives and stuff we all know about that um you guys pretty much covered it loving me is great solo dolo three um she knows this yeah it's she knows this especially um it's a lot of travis sky inspiration i just right when i heard it, i was like this is this is travis i don't know if he's been listening to travis a lot or if travis had a hand in the album but i just got those vibes immediately well, yeah, that was, just, that was sort of something that I noticed too. The, the first half of the album is sounds very track, but specifically Travis influenced. Yeah. And in the Zane Lowe interview, he talks about how Travis told him that he loves when Cuddy raps. And not only is like the harmonies and the hums one of his favorite things about Cuddy, but he actually likes Cuddy rapping. And so Cuddy said that he took that and he knew that he was going to he was going to rap and he was going to spit bars on this album. And also, I think part of the reason that it sounds like Travis, because he's discussed in the interview also that they're working on the Scott's album and that he had studio sessions with Travis. And I think when you work with someone that's like so popular and influential like Travis, you just adopt sort of that sound. You see the great things he's doing. And he was like, I can try this for myself. And I think he executed. Yeah, yeah he that definitely makes sense. He combined his sound with the old sound. I mean... I will say this about Zane Lowe, just quick sidebar. I have never heard him say he doesn't like an album. Um, this was like, <laughs> he's like about the Sean Mendes album. This is a great album. This is the, yeah, and it's like, 
it sort of sucked. Um, but it's like, he's not going to say that, but I think he, you know, he gets all the perks of interviewing all the famous artists. But anyways, um, so Weston, as you know, Taylor Swift is a big fan of this podcast, but you have a message for her about what she just did to Kid Cudi, which is very rude. Go ahead. Don't drop your album on Cudi's day, okay? You dropped Folklore five months prior. We don't need 16 songs five months later. I don't need it. I don't think anyone needs it. I don't want to hear it. Okay. If drop an album once a year, if you want to five months later, we don't need it. Okay. It's Cuddy's day. Cuddy is one of the most important artists of all time. And one of the most influential on this generation of music. And that man has never gotten a number one. He will get a number two on man for man of the moon three. It'll be a second number two ever after Indicud, but he will never gone number one. I can't think of an artist that deserves it more. I Taylor does it back to back times. She's huge. She's popular. Congratulations. She's talented. I'm not going to take that away from her. But pick a different date, Taylor. And also, you surprise dropped it. You announced a day before. You announced on Thursday. Cuddy announced on Monday. So it's not like you were planning it for a long time, or at least we didn't know of it. I think you have to let this man have his date because if she you doesn't think it was it, intentional. Well, she's I been coming to people's heads. Remember Donda was, when Donda, the week Donda was supposed to drop? Thursday, all of a sudden, Taylor's releasing the next day. Say, she's she's hating for, on Kanye, and hating on Kanye is one of best friends. Okay? She's coming for people. Um, but to, I'm going to push back on this. So I think Taylor ended up having some ridiculous number. Whether, I think it was like 600,000 album sales. To put this in perspective, Cuddy was number two with like 125, 175-ish, or something like that. It was, it was ridiculous. But her album was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it just as much as I did folklore. I know Weston's not going to listen to it to it until the week's over at least. Um, but I really did enjoy um, a lot of the songs on Nevermore. Check it out. Don't be afraid. It's not too girly. And then also Chance the Rapper came back with a basement uh, compilation with Jeremy, which was okay. I think it's a return to form for Chance to say the least after the disaster of the big day. Um, but I don't know. I know Wes, you like that record a lot, but... Um, I, I would say I like it a lot, but I think the big day gets overhated because it's not it what bad. They, it was tough. It's not what they wanted. I don't think it's great. I don't even think it might be good. But to say it's one of the worst albums they've ever heard, I think is an overstatement because I think it's actually decent. And I go I back. To it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, there's a few. There's a few songs, but I mean, like, it was a tough album for him. I I like some of the Christmas songs he did with Jeremiah. Um, Jeremiah has a great has a great voice as well. So, anyways, yeah. Got, coming up though, we have a, a few more big albums that I'm really excited to talk about. And we'll bring out the quote now. Oscar Wilde once said, when the, when the gods wanna punish you, they answer your prayers. We have a whole lot of red dropping on Christmas, executively produced by Mr. Kanye West. He's in Wyoming. He's been making some beats. Some theories, hashtag, or shout out to West Sub Ever, have, have said that, um, this might be due to the fact that if his album's already turned in, maybe he's working with Kanye and Kanye's projects, but supposedly he just got Cuddy on the album. So obviously they're still working on it. Um, I'm really excited about this record. Everyone in hip hop is. This is probably the most anticipated release of the year um, just because for the last two years, and I know you can make an argument for Cuddy, but he just said it on Monday. So, I mean, it's a little different, but what do you guys, are you guys Playboy Cuddy fans? I mean, what is your, Wes, we'll start with you here. What is your excitement level for this album? Uh, I think that, my excitement level was around a five until I heard that Ye was executive producing it. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't, I don't love Cardi. I don't love, I'm not a huge fan of. I don't marry a Judah. 
Are you a Judah? Drop the album. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of Cardi because I don't love trap and I don't love the baby voice and, and things he does like that. So I was not hugely excited, bigly excited, as some people like to say. <laughs> but um, now that I know that we have a confirmed Cuddy feature that is executive produced by Ye and with a Ye feature, and then yesterday Uzi on a live video confirmed that he's has a verse on track three and the hook on track 16. So I think that he's surrounding himself with a great supporting cast that this could really be great. And now I'm hyped for it. Yeah, and OJ, before we get to you, when you look at the albums that Ye has executive produced in recent memory, so you have, you know, the Kids See Ghost one, the Ye one, Pusha T one, which was probably should have won rap album, which was amazing album. There's not many albums that get Instagram Instagram captions from OJ. And (laughs) so it's got to be pretty good if it got an Instagram caption shout out. So, I mean, and then you had the Tiana Taylor project and you had the Nas project and I liked all of those. And I think if he, I just, I don't know if this was a, I'm going to executive produce this two weeks before it comes out, Kanye executive produce, or he's been working on this for a while, because I feel like we would have seen more pictures of them together if this was, if this has been going on for the better half of a year or so. So I'm a little cautious when it comes to that. We know he does have a verse on the album as well. There was a snippet that came out a few weeks ago, I think of that. Um, OJ, what do you think about this album coming out? Are you excited? Yeah, I am. Uh, I am a Playboy Cardi fan. I liked Die Lit. It came out was that 2018 I think my freshman year um that was good and it the self like I think the album before that was titled Playboy Cardi but I don't know this album has been getting so much hype like literally for like a year now he's just been blue balling us like every other week like (laughs) oh the album's coming and I don't know I just I feel like it's not gonna live up to the hype just because I don't know. It's it's way too much. Even like he was he was kind of underground before, and now that dialet really put him on the map, and now everyone's up, kind of lashed onto him. And now I don't think he can live up to it. But I'll listen definitely, and I'm excited. I like his flows, and he brings a unique sound. So we'll see with whole lot of red. But I don't know. I'm not really sold on. I don't think he's gonna live up to the hype. I mean. No. What I was thinking, I was thinking about this this morning, and I was like, I have to I'm gonna say this when we get on the podcast, is that what he did, right, could be one of the best moves that he ever makes, bringing this hype. Like, we know as fans, it's annoying when you announce an album in 2018, yeah. and it's not here in 2020, and almost in 2021, but the amount of hype that he's brought to it, if he delivers, it could be... It could, yeah, it's a great marketing plan, honestly. It could be insane, yeah. Like, then, sometimes it's annoying when you're Kanye and you do it every other week. It's annoying. But when, you, for the, when you're doing it for the first time, and if he – I think if he misses, it can be really bad. But yeah. if he delivers, it can be insane for him. And then I also – to talk about Ye, the executive producing, I agree that I think if Ye didn't executive produce, that we weren't getting this album this year. Like, I think Cardi had kind of, like, forgotten about it and was not planning to release this year until like a month ago. And then he started working on it with Ye. And now it's like in a completely new whole lot of red than what was originally planned or announced. This is like the 19th version of it. And I think this is, I think it's different. And I think it's, it was quickly brought together. So I'm cautious about how that yeah. is. Two things on that. 
Um, so saying Kanye is executive <laughs> producing it, whether he's actually executive producing it or you know he's you know not actually, it brings a lot of hype to the record, and it it's, it has to be good or it's going to be a bad. It's going to turn really really ugly quickly. Um, he'll get one more chance after this if it goes bad. I just I was thinking about albums that have you know people have really been looking forward to. I think Blonde was one like that where four years from Channel Orange, we still haven't gotten anything since. And when he drops, it'll be, you know, there'll be de- there'll de- there will definitely be some hype, but I'm, I'm really interested to see how this album sounds. Is it going to be like, die? what was the album before this, OJ? Die, die Lit. Lit. Yeah. Cause, Cause that was, you know, even if you didn't like it, it had a new sound that not, not a lot of albums had at the time. So I'm really interested just in terms of that. He also had a kid recently. And then I think he cheated on his wife, Iggy Azalea. So I don't Iggy. think he's, he's not in the picture anymore there. But, and he spelled his son's name wrong. His son's name is Onyx, but he spelled it, he spelled it wrong. Um, but shout out to Picardi. We're, we're looking forward to this record. Um, and then I just want to conclude with this. So, OJ, we talked about earlier this year, this had probably been one of the worst years in music history because we just weren't getting any albums that were good. The songs were eh. Um, and I know, Weston, you like Detroit too, but even just that, like, we didn't have a lot of records this year. And now all of a sudden, it looks like we're coming to the end of 2020 and we're going to be getting some bangers. Um, the biggest loser of this all is Sean Mendes. He dropped his album December 4th. <laughs> And then little did he know there was like an earthquake right behind him. And then he just got smashed. And now no one's listening to his record. He had a few good songs, but he's definitely one of the biggest losers. What do you think? What, we'll start with you, Ojo. What do you think of this year for music now reflecting back on it as it's almost over? Yeah, I think it's easy to say that in the moment. Like as it was a long year, obviously we were all trapped in the house and, you know, we're over listening to music. So it's like, you feel like there's not music, but looking back, I think there were some really good albums dropped. Um, just to name a few, like uh, Polo G's The Goat was really good. Drake's Dark, Lo- Dark Lane demo tapes, I know Jason does not like, but I'm no, a big I'm fan out. of it. You don't I'm like it? No. It's so good. That's so good. Yeah, it's very it's, good. We're, yeah. we're back to You're Too Late, Drake. That's what that was. That was a great Drake tape. There was a reason True. why the word demo is in it. Well, let's get, um, keep going. Um, we got the Juice World posthumous album. Like, that was very guy, good. Which I really enjoyed. Man on the Moon 3, obviously. Um, the Mac Miller album, I really liked. Circles, another posthumous album. Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. Um, Eternal is Hake and that deluxe album was I enjoyed. So, I mean, there's really a plethora of hip hop. And then you can go to, you know, the weekend, after hours. And there's a lot of, lot of variety. And I think looking back on it, it was a solid year, um, even though it, it felt like a long, grueling year the uh music scene was solid so so yeah i mean i think it's kind of crazy to think about how circles was this year by mac miller like that's i feel like that's so long ago because it's february so good early release that's a great album but when i look at it and i'm looking at my notes right now i have i think this is actually a, a solid year i think that it wasn't great and i think that without covid we potentially had something insane happening if we got donda if we got the fall off but were we ever getting donda if covid did happen or not happen (laughs) probably not but we got legend never die we got three insane posthumous albums this year which is sad because it's crazy to think of what they could have done if they were still here and if this is the last time we hear them i think all three of them ended insanely um i think Nas was back i think that king's disease is a great album Grammy nominated for Rap Album of the Year. I hope he wins. 
It's very good. And then on the other side of it, the new artists, Lil Baby, My Turn, Insane, Polo G, The Goat, Insane, Savage Mode 2, I loved. Um, I take I, it back. I like that album. That was yeah. a great album. I think, good, that, yeah. I, I think that Metro shown through, show, I can't even speak, that Metro looked great on it. And I think that 21's rapping was good, but Metro proved himself as one of the best producers in the game right now. And then outside of hip hop, my favorite album was Tickets to My Downfall by Machine Gun Kelly. He went to like a pop punk sort of this year. And I, that's not something that I typically enjoy. And I love that album. So I think 2020 is a solid year. Definitely not one of the worst. Definitely not one of the best, but solid. And I think that we have 2021 coming up with Utopia, Certified Lover Boy. We could end 20 with Man on the Moon 3 and a whole lot of red. Um, the That's fall gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a crazy. The next few months are gonna be crazy for music. I mean, yeah, I was texting with a friend about how from November to March could be like a, the craziest stretch ever. And if our boy decides to randomly drop Donda, you know, even randomly, that's tenfold. Um, OJ, you're very excited about the Certified Lover Project or Certified Lover Boy Project that's coming out. I was after Dark Lane's demo and the EP that he released before. Not not too excited. This is going to be like a 40, 40 track album, I bet, with like track side A and side B. Why can't Drake just do ten tracks? and just the 10 best tracks so we don't have all these filler tracks on the album. That's my biggest problem with him. I, I do like a lot of his songs, you know. I still like him even though I like Kanye. Not not the way uh, Weston doesn't like Taylor Swift because of Kanye. Um, but yeah, I mean, what are you expecting out of this album? What are you hoping for? Do you want it to be 40 tracks? I mean, what what is your what is your hope? Of course not. Of course I don't want it 40 tracks, but- Too much Drake for you? He's so, thing? he's so like, he covers so many grounds that- you know, filler things that you might think are filler tracks are other people's favorite songs. Very true. And he, he can do so much. And he already said that he's going to try and get back to the nothing was the same kind of vibe, which I liked a lot. That was one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite Drake albums. But I don't know. I'm hoping for maybe 18 tracks at the most. And just similar to Man on the Moon, I think was 18. Yeah. And uh, it, with him, it doesn't even seem like it. Like Scorpion, so many songs, and I still play so many of them back. And it's just because he's he can do so much. He can sing. He can rap. Obviously, it's been overstated. But I mean, I don't get how anyone in the world cannot appreciate his music. I mean, yeah, you love him, and I love him too. He's one of my all-time favorites. But I do think that he tends to. I think he's caught in the middle where people expect him to be like a more refined rapper more conservative with his albums and but then he also thinks of himself in the new generation of artists dropping 20 25 track albums so i think he's caught in the middle there and like he doesn't know what exactly the fans want i don't love long albums i think that uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy graduation size 13 track album i think that's probably the best size album I mean, but Roddy I think, just did last year that was 12 tracks 45 minutes and it was a great album great album I think that, yeah, I'm hoping he doesn't go overboard with it. And I think that it can be really good, but I'm also disappointed with whoever created the title. Because <laughs> it is very weird. Not a great album title. It's so bad. Let me just tell you this. If only three of us came out with an album called Certified Lover Boy, it would have been all over the place already. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't like when Drake tries to be like British and then do the Jamaican thing. It's, it's very cringy <laughs> for me. Um, and it's a little corny, 
but we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Do you guys have any thoughts on Utopia? Not a lot of, not a lot has been announced about it yet. What do you expect? I mean, I, yeah, I don't know much about it. I'm hoping that I know that they have a Scott's tape. I hope Cuddy's on a track on it too. Um, Travis was posting with the devil emoji, which was like people are thinking he's hinting to a whole lot of red. Maybe he's on that. I don't really know about Utopia, right? Like we haven't heard much about it. Not at all. But he's been quiet. Remember, this came out in what eighteen? It's you know eighteen. Yeah, years. it's crazy. Two, over two years now. So yeah. and he's uh, he's I dropped mean, maybe like before. three or four singles. Yeah. But the quiet. singles also, I'm like kind of disappointed with the singles. I Me like Heights in the Room. Heights in the Room's good. Franchise was Sorry. meh. Yeah, I did not like. Yeah. So hopefully he turns that around, and I think. He's something. He could have something great, but it's like it's so quiet. We don't even know anything. I like when they're quiet. Like I like how Kanye is quiet right now, and nothing's being. You know, if Cardi wasn't posted on Instagram, we wouldn't know anything right now. I think that's when these guys cook up the most. I think when they're promoting their stuff, they don't have a ton to go off of. But I'm really, I'm really excited about these two records. I'm confident that Kanye, fingers crossed, will drop something as well. I think this is going to be an incredible run the next few weeks for music. We will see how it goes. Um, as you guys know, oh, before we end. First off, Weston, do you have anything to add? I know you had notes for this. Is there anything else you want to discuss about music? Um, I mean, we we're talking about Harlow. Oh, oh yeah, the Harlow. We'll, do, we'll do five minutes on Harlow. Probably the worst time to ever drop an album. He's smashed right between, you know, Kid Cudi, who hadn't released something in a while, and then Taylor Swift, who's just going to blow everyone out of the water. So I haven't even had a chance to listen to the whole album yet. Um, I didn't like what I heard. I like the Tyler Hero song, but I mean, what a, like, I think if I'm him, I'm just like, if I'm his manager, I'm like, you know what, Jack, I don't think anyone's going to be upset if you hold off this week. Maybe, maybe wait two or three weeks. Didn't happen. Um, OJ, I know you listened to the full, the full thing. What did you think of this album? Uh, I did like it. It was, I think his mixtapes are actually better, but this one is just more, the production really carried it. Uh, Hit Boy was, I, I think, pretty much produced the whole album. Which he was really, really good, the beats. And Harlow, uh, he, you know, he delivered like his usual introspective lines. He's got that soothing voice. It's, I've been hearing it a lot, but he does almost have like a Drake-like flow. And he has that versatility. He could sing. I mean, I'm not comparing him to Drake whatsoever, but um he does have those introspective rap verses, which I like. A lot of it was reflecting on childhood and stuff, which was cool. Um, you got to know more about him as a person. And like I said, the production was phenomenal with Hit Boy. Um, so yeah, I liked it. It was There weren't really many hits on it besides like the pre, pre-releases, like Tyler Hero, What's Poppin'. But uh, there weren't many songs that I would skip. So I enjoyed it. Weston, did you like it? I liked it. I was a little underwhelmed, and I think that happens with a lot of new artists when they drop their three best tracks as pre-releases, as promotional singles. He dropped What's Popping in the remix, which everyone, I mean, I don't know if he's ever going to top that for the rest of his career. <laughs> then yeah. we have Tyler Hero, which was great. He floated on that. And then right before the album, Way Out, Feet Sean, which wasn't as good as the other two, but I think that was really good, and I think that Sean has been killing it this year. And he he, uh, he delivered once again. And then I think he had 11 more songs that he released and they were all good. They were all fine, but it's not great. And I think that the the time of release doesn't matter to him because I, I don't know if, what is he going to go? 
three? Is that what he's going to go? Well, it's not about that. It's just people are going to miss over the album because they're listening to these two other heavyweights. You know, I didn't even have a chance. Like, that's something I wanted to listen to, and I haven't even had a chance to listen to the whole yeah. But I don't think many Jack Harlow fans are listening to Taylor Swift. Probably, but there are definitely people who are listening to Cuddy. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and even that alone, I think, I think you got to stay away on this. It was a terrible – I felt bad for him because, you know, he would have had a lot more listens. He would have made a lot more money this opening week. Um, I also want to quickly gloss over the um, – the Grammy category. What sucks about these albums that just dropped, I don't think Man on the Moon's gonna win anything because the Grammy has such a, the Grammys have such a short memory for album releases. So, you know, the closer it is, the more likely in my opinion you are to win just because people like, next December, we're not gonna be thinking about Man on the Moon 3. Um, and so I, I think that's gonna be really tough for him. But in terms of albums that are out, do we think Detroit 2 is gonna get rap album of the year? I mean, there's not. It's not nominated because it's not eligible this year. Oh, it's not nominated. No, it's not eligible this year because it's eligible next year. The cutoffs September first. It's a September, uh, mid-September album, so it will probably be washed That's over. That's really tough. It will be washed over with Cuddy, probably. Very rarely do we see something like it, like in Meek Mill getting nominated with champion, um, with championships, even though it was 2018, but he was nominated for the 2020 Grammys because he like met. The, whatever the deadline didn't was. Didn't that Roddy Rich one? Didn't that Roddy Rich album just get nominated? Yeah, yeah, I'm very. That should win rap album, as we discussed on an earlier pod. Go listen to it if you haven't. That was an incredible album, um, and one that, if you obviously you know the box is the big song from you know what he's released, but go listen to that album. There's you know a lot of deep cuts on there that people will enjoy. Um, so we'll wrap, we'll wrap up with this. OJ and Weston, as you know, we have a lot of state governors, park officials. All types of different celebrities that come on the podcast. They like to endorse programs they're doing. Some have insurance programs they're building up. Others are building state parks all over the world. OJ, do you have anything to plug before you go? Mm, not, not, nothing to plug, but keep me in, my, in your prayers. I got five finals this week, so I'm <laughs> struggling. This oh, is no. a nice break. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um well I'll, I'll i'll plug cam newton not looking like he's gonna spike the football every time he throws it Ugh, and then uh, <laughs> so you're pro stadium right now we're ready to see stadium. yeah might as well nothing to lose <laughs> um and then way you have anything to plug i don't think i have anything to plug i think that you're not building a park in like idaho not at the moment all right not at the moment people i um, may or may not have an album on the way oh my god are there any features you can give away at this time i have three features i got ea on one track cuddy on one and kitsy ghost on one damn oh my gosh just be ready just be do we have an album title or is we're not revealing it's called lifelines lifelines do we have a date it may stay in the vault forever we don't know we may have to be grouped by yandy years from now yeah. They may have to group by it. We'll be making our compilations, freaking out if we're not in the right, the numbers aren't in the right order. It's pretty insane. I rap pretty hard on some of them. Gee, so there's, so there's some pretty heavy bars. There's some bars. There's some singing. I have a beautiful voice, as many people know. So, I mean, That's I think. exciting. I'm very excited. I mean, you just better not whole lot of red us. I know? might. People are going to be talking about this on the Reddit forums and Twitter, you know, for years. So we don't, we don't want this to go away. Anyway, okay, I'll play you the intro. You want to hear the intro? All right, we're doing. Yes. Are we getting a heat check exclusive right now? Sneak peek. You might be. 
Oh my lord. I don't, this is just like, this is some logics. This album was recorded over an 18 month period in five different studios. All work was written and recorded by Wayo. Enjoy. You hear those bars? Wow, sneak peek. Wow. I cannot believe we just got a Heat Check exclusive. This is why some of the most esteemed guests in the entire country go on the Heat Check podcast. I know. Jason has worked really hard to get me on it. We've had Nobel laureates. We've had some of the best of the very best. OJ, good luck with your finals. Weston, good luck on the album. We're excited (laughs) to listen to it. And thank you guys for being on the pod.